Have you ever longed to escape reality or fantasized about stepping into someone else's shoes, even for just a little while? Hi, I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Hawley. We host CBC's Play Me, the immersive podcast that transforms theater into addictive audio fiction. Join us for a new season and disappear into a world rich with drama, where every show delivers hypnotizing stories and unveils intriguing characters with secrets. Play me wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Tom Power. Uh, Welcome to Q. Very excited about this conversation you're going to hear today. It's my conversation with the actor Jeremy Allen White. And if you're not familiar with Jeremy's work, he sort of made a name for himself, especially this year, playing men on the brink. Men trying to figure out how to navigate this world. Like, he was on this TV show called Shameless for like 11 seasons. He played this guy named Lip, who was incredibly smart, but he was not living up to his potential, and he was lashing out. And then he played uh, Carmen on The Bear, which, by the way, is my pick for best TV show of the year and best performance of the year. And Jeremy played a chef working in a really high-intensity kitchen, struggling with his family, struggling with his past, and... Yeah, lashing out. Jeremy caught a lot of attention for that role. He got nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor. And now on that same path, Jeremy's in this new movie called The Iron Claw. And he plays one of the most famously troubled professional wrestlers of all time. A guy named Kerry Von Erich, the late Kerry Von Erich, who went by the name the Texas Tornado. Carrie's family, uh, the Von Erich family, is one of the most famous and I guess infamous families in professional wrestling history. You know, one of the most tragic families in professional wrestling history. Five out of the six Von Erich brothers died tragically before the age of 35. Four of them by suicide. And The Iron Claw is the Von Erich family's story. It was directed by Sean Durkin uh, with Kevin Von Erich, the only living Von Erich family member giving some guidance there. Uh, Kevin Von Erich is played by Zac Efron. Those names come up in the interview, so I want to make sure you know who we're talking about. Here's the thing. As I mentioned, Jeremy Allen White is really having a moment right now. He's one of the most Googled people in the world this year. And the thing that comes with getting really famous on TV is he's one of those people whose everything he does gets mentioned on gossip, Instagram stories, and he can't go to dinner without people taking pictures of him. So I was happy to sit down and talk to Jeremy Allen White about acting. What's scary about acting as a person that was a real person but is no longer with us? How is professional wrestling more like theater and dance than anything else? And what, when he entered the culture of wrestling, did he misunderstand? Here's my conversation with Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, man. It's nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Congratulations on the film. I really loved it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. When you immersed yourself in the wrestling world to do this film, to do this film, what's something that you didn't know about it going in that you now know about it? Like, was there was there a part of the wrestling world that maybe you misunderstood? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my my knowledge on professional wrestling was was very like limited before I started um, sort of researching for this film. Um, I. Uh, I had friends that were really sort of like engaged with it when I was younger. And, and so I think I had like a peripheral understanding of it, but, but I, I really didn't know much. And, 
I think, you know, I'd seen action figures and I'd seen pictures and I'd seen like big men and flips and kicks and jumping and all that stuff. So I think I always thought of it as 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 something, you know, really physical um, and athletic, which it is. Um, but I think in the process of, of, of working with these real professional wrestlers, um, our teacher, Chavo Guerrero, and getting ready for this film, I came to understand just like how important and how big like storytelling is um, in, in wrestling, um, how, how important like drama and rivalry is and, 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 and how much time is spent on like building these, these rivalries. Um, and then the importance of kind of like the moments in between all the moves and, and how I think um, when you talk about like engaging with an audience, it's, it's really those moments in between that, um, that I think like uh, capture fans. It's, it's, it's not necessarily um, the, uh, the drop kicks or, or, or the flips off the corner rope, you know, it's, that's so interesting. I mean, I got to talk to, to Brett Hart one time, like one of the greatest wrestlers mm. of all time. And he talked to me a little bit about that. He said, he said like you, what people don't know about the work we do is that it's wordless theater. Like he said, in, yeah. in one match, I have to communicate that I am in a fight with my brother I have made up with my brother. My brother is now the good guy and I'm the bad guy. And I have to do it wordlessly in, in 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. There is this sort of like, um, it's like dance, uh, gymnastics, combat, but also like, uh, there's something like magical about it too. It's very like Buster Keat. It's like, you know, um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's storytelling um, without the words. Yeah. Did, did you see a parallel between, I mean, I know your, your folks are, are, st- are stage actors and, and I know you, you are very much a theater kid. Like you're very much into the theater. Mm-hmm. Do you see parallels between the work in theater and, and the work to do in this in, pro- in professional wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's like, that's the part of it that wasn't, uh, I wasn't prepared for. I think I showed up ready to get like, you know, punched and kicked and dropped and stuff. Um, but then I, 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 I was surprised, um, by, by, yeah, how, how important it was to, to perform, but it's interesting too, because it's like, um, you, you know, the way that you engage with the audience, um, um, it's, 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 it's not like, I guess it can be like theater, but not like theater I've done. It's almost more like, um, like the circus or something like that. Like, like you're, 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 you're so connected with the audience the whole time. Whereas I think in, in most theater, you're, um, you're hopefully like connected to your, your, your fellow actor and, and, and you're letting, you know, the audience in. Um, yeah. We're like, yeah, it, we're, we're passive viewers in a theater situation, but in this case, you're sure. like, you, your job is to communicate with the, in wrestling, your job is to communicate with the audience and have them kind of like feed energy to you. Totally, totally. And it's important, I think, yeah, receiving that energy, too. I mean, there was such a big difference between, like, the preparation that we did in an empty room with a ring versus, like, when we got into the sportatorium that they recreated um, and had a live audience of all these background performers, um, like, engaged with us. I know it helped me 
um, so much to kind of like give me the confidence in, in, in what I felt like I needed to do. Yeah. What about the other kinds of pressure here? I mean, like you have the, you, you, you play Kerry Von Erich who, you know, is known to like wrestling fans like me is the, is the Texas tornado. We'll talk to me, Texas. I'm sure the Texas tornado would have liked to use the tornado punch. When you look up this match in the record book, it will say the Texas tornado was the winner of this battle against the very dangerous Watching this film made me realize just how many people are going to see this film may not know the story of, of the Von Erichs, the very tragic story mm. of the Von Erichs. Carrie is not with us anymore, so he, he can't tell his story. And you're in a situation where you have to tell his story to a lot of people who don't know him at all. How, how was mm. that for you? It was um, frightening, to be to be honest. I, I, I had never played... Um, uh, I'd never played a real person before, um, in, in anything. And, and, um, and I was, I was worried, um, for sure. You know, you had never um, played a real person I mean, before. I, you never, you'd never done a role where you. No. Wow. Uh-uh. And, um, and I trusted Sean, you know, uh, I trusted Sean and Sean had been in communication with Kevin Von Eric, who, who Zach plays. Um, but, um, so, so I knew, you know, I knew I, I had to just go, okay, like I have a right to be here and, and I have a right to like give a take on this, on this person. And, and, you know, uh, to be honest, like all of these brothers probably deserve their own films. Um, but, um, but, you know, this is, this is the amount of time we were given to tell as much story as we wanted to. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it, it was nerve wracking. Um, but but it was nice to have like it was nice to have Kevin's blessing. Um, and I remember, you know, Ke- Kevin told Sean very early on w- what was most important to him if he's going to tell the story, if Sean is going to tell the story. Um, it's just important that that the film show um, that real like love and bond um, between brothers. Um, and so we knew how important that was um, and, and that we could, we could like focus on that. And, and that could be like kind of our North star if we were, if we were sort of like doubting uh, at any moment, um, as long as we were doing that, I think we were on the right, the right path. Jeremy, you, you used frightening and, and nerve wracking. What like, yeah, I've never, I've never really heard those words when it comes to this kind of thing. Like what, why, why was it scary? I think it was scary just because, you know, you, you, you want to do justice. Um, I, like I said, I, I'd never played a real, a real person before. And, and, and you need to, you know, you don't want to show up and you don't want to do like, um, you don't want to do like an imitation of, of somebody. Like there was a lot of footage that you could find of these men as they were, they were wrestling, you know, um, they were wrestling and they were in the ring and, and 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 they had these kind of like larger than life personas then all of a sudden you're coming out here calling yourself perfect and that's what does that make me huh if i beat you what does that make me it's kind of obvious perfect don't it um but then you know you had to do a lot of like guesswork with with how these men sort of like carried themselves um behind closed doors and and you know i think i just knew that that how much these men meant to not only the people, their family and friends and people who, 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 who knew them at the time and and that are still with us. Um, but also they're so beloved by this like massive, um, wrestling, uh, community. Um, and so I think I just knew 
that there would be um you know there would be a lot of eyes uh on the film and 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 on these brothers and and i think i just wanted to do carrie's story and these, these brothers stories um uh, uh justice so so it made me nervous i i know what you mean now like i'm i'm, I'm not an actor i've never acted so like but i i understand what you mean to take on a fictional role is is to create an invention of someone who i'm going to meet for the yeah. first time but when you take on someone yeah. who actually existed you are you're representing them especially if they're passed on Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you, you've got a certain amount of freedom with a fictional character, you know, no one can tell you anything really about that person. It's it's your invention. Um, but, um, but yeah, in, in, in playing a real person, you know, people, um, people can sort of have, uh, have opinions and, and, you know, and, and their own relationship. I think, I think the interesting thing too, is like, you know, um, so many people and rightfully so even people who didn't know these men because they were public and people and performers and um they have a relationship with these with these people they're fans and 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 they feel like they have a relationship and and so to have somebody then come along and and show them you know uh, a, a version of this person that might not match up to the relationship that they understand that they have um you know i don't know it it, it could make them feel a certain kind of way folks i'm coming where you are I'm coming to your hometown. I'm in the best shape of my life, and I am coming fist and fire, boy. So you better suck it up, and you better bring your lunch, brother, because it's going to take you all night to beat me. The world champion is coming to your town. That voice you're hearing right there is the voice of the real-life Kerry Von Erich, also known as the Texas Tornado. Back when I was watching wrestling, he was the Texas Tornado. Uh, I've been talking to Jeremy Allen White about playing Kerry Von Erich, the famous wrestler, the late famous wrestler in the new movie, The Iron Claw. Kerry met a pretty tragic death during his career, as did four of his brothers in the Von Erich family. It is a story that is almost too tragic to believe. And I asked Jeremy about that about watching Kerry make bad decisions in his life, watching Kerry go through a, a hard life with his family, and like wishing you could intervene and stop him. How do you play someone like that? I knew the Texas Tornado. I knew Kerry Von Erich through his like speeches on on TV and mm. his um, and his wrestling, but I didn't mm. know anything about his internal life. So let me let me just mm. say that like. The depiction you gave was very like edifying to me. It was very like satisfying to me, and 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 made me think really differently about this person that I had come up with. But also as mm. a as a viewer, I found myself really frustrated by him. Like I saw so many different avenues where he could have. Mm. Now, I, I don't want to sound discompassionate, but like there were so many avenues where I was like, "Oh, why don't you just why don't you just do this and get better? Why don't you just do that and get better? Why don't you just do this and sure. help yourself? Why don't you do this?" And, and I wondered, as an actor, if you have to face that as well, like portraying someone who just can't see through the turmoil they're going through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think you know you have to be careful about when you decide you're going to take a role, you have to be very careful about passing any judgment, you know, right. Um, right. On, on, on the character. Um, I think like, yeah, maybe like in retrospect, you you can look and, 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 and see maybe like different paths and, and, and things like that. And, you know, um, I think, I think the film itself and, and even for all the brothers um, there, there, there was something about kind of like, 
you know, I mean, the story itself is so unbelievable. It, it is, it is, you know, this, this tragedy, like how did so much tragedy and brutality befall this, this singular um, family. Yeah. And what, what's interesting is that there were paths. Um, there were, there were these weird, like, like there was the Olympics for Carrie and there was football for Kevin and, 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 and there seemed like possible out maybe during the period when they were wrestling, but but you also have to understand like how joyful the experience was too. I mean, I, I think their, their relationship with their father Fritz was like, was a difficult one. Um, but he also like, he put them in the position to really be like on top of the world at that time in this sport. And, um, and, and I think it has to be clear, like, how much these men like enjoyed that time as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. Like I, I understand. I mean, I definitely have watched, you know, film, television, all, all sorts of, of, of things. And, and I think, yeah, like wished something else for certain characters. Yeah. But, but I think when you're, um, I think when you're approaching something you, you're going to do, you, 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 you try um, to look at it with like as little sort of like, judgment as possible yeah well, well to that and and tell me if i'm i'm way out way off base here but I, I i wondered about the connection i saw between um carrie uh, von eric and the iron claw and then the character mm. I, I would know you from is, is carmy from the bear we're firing 76 beefs 34 chickens okay 12 french fries 12 mash now yes, thank you which are, are these two sort of hyper masculine men in very driven by masculinity um, industries, high pressure mm. kitchens and wrestling, and who are who are grappling with what kind of man they want to be and what mm. kind of man they can be. And I wondered if there was something that you liked about that sort of in, internal struggle that you get to portray in, in those situations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, there's definitely some, some similarities, you know, um, it's interesting hearing someone like, you know, on Carmi, like masculine and something like, I don't even, I I just don't, I, I come on. He's, you know, he's, he's sort of built, built that way. He he doesn't show his emotions very easily. He's true. You know, I like how I'm arguing with you, by the way. Yeah. He's, he's, He's emotionally unavailable. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Not unlike um, myself. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but but yeah, uh, I think you're. Yes, I think you're right on with sort of like. Um, uh, I think the the parallels that I drew fairly quickly were were certainly like these two industries or professions. Um, I think um, demand um, a certain amount of time. Um, commitment, um, isolation, um, and I think that they these two men shared like a certain amount of like a uh, obsession. The thing that I that I I tried to focus on was sort of like this idea of like losing this thing that you've become so wrapped up in. Um, and I think both of these men had this thing where like your your identity and your sense of self. Um, um, and your approval and, and all of this, all of this stuff is, is coming from this, coming from this one, this one place, or the majority of it at least is coming from this one place. And you're very good at this thing. Um, but if that becomes threatened in any way, what is left of you? 
Um, uh, I, I think that that was true of Carmi, especially in kind of like the first season of the show. Um, what if he's not able to do this thing? If he loses this, what does he have? Um, and then certainly for Carrie, I think after the motorcycle accident, um, you know, uh, he did get back in the ring uh, uh, amazingly and, yeah. and did compete for a long time after the accident. Um, but that was also like a secret that he kept. Um, he, he felt like he had to, um, he wasn't allowed to, to be, um, to be vulnerable or be honest with, 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 with the media or, or his audiences. Um, uh, he, he continued uh, to, to perform and to appear strong. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. More of my conversation with Jeremy Allen White coming up. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favorite song in his entire catalog, Here, There and Everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. You're in the middle of my conversation with Jeremy Allen White, one of the most talked about actors of the year, thanks to his portrayal of the chef Carmi on The Bear, which is one of the best TV shows of the year. I want to play you a little clip just to show what a great actor Jeremy is. So this is Carmi, who in season two is opening his new restaurant, and he's speaking at an Al-Anon meeting. I am uh, currently opening a restaurant that's providing zero amusement or enjoyment. Um, No, no, I'm kidding. It's... um, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to start from a a healthy place, a a, a positive place. And, um, yeah, that's the goal, right? If you haven't seen it, and again, good thing to watch if you have a couple of days off, The Bear is the story of Carmi, a young chef who leaves his Michelin star restaurant to come back to Chicago after his brother's death by suicide, and he has to take over the family business. So my conversation with Jeremy Allen White picks up there, and we talk a little bit about that character, Carmi, and how Jeremy kind of sees himself in Carmi. And what does he mean by that? I mean, what about you, man? Like, I, um, I'm i not Dr. Phil here, but I was, I was reading this yeah. interview with you um, around the time the bear came out and you, and you, yeah. there, I saw this one line from you that I didn't really understand that I wanted to ask you about it. You sure. said that, so the coming out of, coming out of shameless, which was this, you know, this role that really sort of made your career, you, uh-huh. you, you get Carmi and, and the bear and you said, I have it written down here that you and Carmi found each other at a similar place. Mm, yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think Shameless like uh, felt I just I did that show for so long and I loved that show and I, I loved everybody I, I did it with. Um, but um, but I don't know when, when that show ended, I, I thought or I put myself in this very dramatic position of like, look, either I like disappear um, and like recreate myself and have to like take a break from acting or something. And then in five years, try and do something, you know. Um, or, 
or I really need to do something quickly and like plant my flag and in, in, in some kind of way um, and, and say, okay, that, that show is done. And, and now this is me as an actor. That's not me. This is me. Um, and I think, you know, Carmi had, had, had come from this, um, this history of working in kind of like other people's kitchens. Um, he was good at what he did. Um, um, but, but I think he was, you know, by the end, maybe feeling a little bit stuck or, or uninspired. And, and I think towards the end of Shameless, I was feeling, you know, uh, um, uh, similarly. Um, and, um, and then he, he comes to this, this, he comes back home, he comes to Chicago and, and he, he tries to, to reinvent this, um, this space, this place um, to inspire other people. And, and I think, in a big way, I was, um, I don't know, trying to reinvent myself or, 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 or my career or, or, um, I don't know, um, um, make a new path for myself. And I think Carmi was also trying to create and find a new path for himself. And I think that's where the, the similarity was. And that's, that's, that, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And it, and it really did, it really did happen. I mean, we were just talking about this on the, on the way in that, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not trying to blow smoke here, but it's, it's, it's nice to get a chance to talk to you while everything is is kind of happening. And I know there's a cost to a lot of stuff happening at once. But sure. but in terms of like nominations and a lot of different kinds of roles and a lot of different kinds of really what seems to be like really gratifying work. What yeah. is um what's something you hope to remember about this time in your acting life? Hmm. Hmm. About this time in my acting. Yeah, like 10, 20 years down the road. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I try to, to stay in the present as best I can with, with all this stuff and, and, and sort of like find, um, <clears throat> find, find gratitude. Um, you know, uh, I think my energy naturally is kind of so nervous and looking into the future and, and sort of like what's next. And, yeah. and, um, and so I, I, I really, um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm really, I'm trying to like sit in and hang on to this feeling, which is a good feeling. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's something I've wanted for, for a long time. And, and when I say something I wanted and, and what that is, is like, you know, the opportunity to, 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 to work with, with directors, um, you know, like Sean, um, uh, and, and writers and, and other actors that I really admire. And I think I can learn from, um, and to really have like some sort of like longevity, um, in this career and, and in this profession, because, you know, um, longevity is, is not promised, um, to, to anybody. I don't care, uh, what kind of moment you're having or how good your year was. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's, 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 it's like, uh, it's a very, like, you know, it's not very tangible. Um, so, um, so yeah, I don't know. I hope I look back and, um, and, uh, and can remember it well, you know, and, and I hope I, um, I hope I, uh, I I can stay present with it now so I can think back upon it because I think my instinct is to, yeah. Yeah. It's to just rush forward. Yeah, you know? it's to yeah. rush. Yeah, and to not be sort of present in the moment to the point where you can kind of remember how things felt. You can only be thinking about the future, which is going to come no matter what. 
Well, exactly. uh, thank you so much for the for the uh, performances in, in the Iron Claw and in, in the Bear. And thank you so thank much you. for uh, giving me the confidence to buy my first white T-shirts. So I appreciate that. Hey, let's go, man. Come on. Right on. You know what? I bought my first white T-shirts after I watched the Bear, and I went, I th- I'm going to do it. Hell yeah. I want to see you on that white T-shirt, man. No, you don't. Fun. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, uh, pleasure to meet you. Thanks so much for making the time. Thank you so much. That was really, really nice. My conversation with Jeremy Allen White, one of the stars of the new film, The Iron Claw, which comes out on December 22nd. True story about the uh, white t-shirts, by the way, but what I didn't mention to Jeremy is I bought three white t-shirts. I This is true, because the people who, who I did it in front of are in the room with me right now. I spilled coffee on two of them, so I can only wear wear one of them. The other episode we put up today is my conversation with Anna Hardwick and Rosa Laborde, who are here to talk about their new show, Nesting, and how to find comedy in a show about fertility and the housing crisis. And they did it. That's the other episode. Go check that out where you got this one. See you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.